Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. So if you guys are anything like me and you struggle with allergies, raise your hand because I am right there with you. I get super itchy throat, itchy ears, and I sneeze like a crazy woman. And it really does prevent me from wanting to take my daily walks with my husband. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. It is designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongests your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes and an itchy nose and sinus congestion and pressure with an ease, which is a exactly what I need. So I have been using them anytime that I have allergies, which has been many, many times. I have found that it has definitely helped me so much where I can go outside again and enjoy my day. So if you guys are ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it is time to live Claritin Clear. It is fast and powerful relief. It's just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. The way you want to raise your kids and the way you want your Thanksgiving to be matters. That's so true. And especially for women, we're very influenced by men, especially when you're having sex with them. There is a godly leadership that is placed on them. So when they are leading you somewhere, but where are they leading you? What are they leading you to? To the bedroom or are they leading you to holiness? Welcome back to Happy and Healthy. I am your host, Janine Amapola, and this is my co-host, Caleb Ward. Let's go. Hi, baby. How are you today? Oh, oh wrong one. I can never get that right. Here, I'll, I got it for you. This is what you wanted. Yep. Thank you, guys. Thank you. They. He really likes that one. <laughs> Thank you for having me back on uh, your podcast. Um, yes. It's, it's, this is the best part. I think of um, your social media, what you do, and it's just been so fun. I agree. I never thought, I knew we would do the podcast, like, probably eventually, but I didn't think people not only would like it, but we would like it so much, you know? Yeah, it's actually really fun. This bonds us quite a bit. We talk about the podcast so much. Yeah. So, yes. So, you guys, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Janine. We post these every single Tuesday. You can check this out on Spotify, YouTube, podcasts, Anchor. I mean, you name it. We're there. And we basically asked you guys on Instagram, what are your favorite episodes from Happy and Healthy? And the outstanding answer was Janine and Caleb solo episodes and then Maddie, which is really fun because those are all my three favorites. And the things they the things they want to hear about the most is like, should we get married? Should we break up? It's all like, yeah, I feel like most of <laughs> not you and I, I'm saying that the most like requested podcasts are like all like dating podcasts, which is cool. But I think I just I think we enjoy like talking about other stuff. But yeah. today we're going to talk about relationships. Relationships. Should you break up with your boyfriend? Should you marry your boyfriend? Should you marry your girlfriend? Or should you break up with that? You know what? 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Honestly, I'm sorry. We did not plan nearly as much as we should have. We went to visit our wedding venue today because we're getting married next month. And so it's so freaking exciting. And we went to our wedding venue and on the drive back, we were like, okay, let's plan a little bit, but we're just going to be speaking candidly somewhat from our experiences. And we asked you guys on Instagram. And then again, the outstanding answer was relationship. So we kind of went through and I wrote some things down of just like things in a relationship, like boundaries, red flags, how to prepare for marriage, what to look for. And ultimately it's like, okay, should I marry this person? And you know, we're not necessarily experts, but obviously we're getting married. So we just want to provide some godly context and wisdom and speak from the heart, but also just try to speak from godly wisdom. Yeah. And I hope I can be from a man's perspective. Um, answer some of the questions that, you know, maybe you're in your car right now, maybe you're at the gym and uh, your boyfriend, he's acting up. He's doing things that you, you go to your community group or you go to your girls and you're like, he's doing this over and over. Uh, Hopefully I'll be able to speak to uh, whether that's something that can be learned, whether that's something that he can, um, that's a, that's an every man struggle, or if it's something with a deep character flaw that you need to run from. That's good, Bobby. But before we start this podcast, um, it has been a crazy week uh, with what is happening in this world. And we just wanted to say from the bottom of our hearts that our thoughts and prayers are with uh, the people of Israel, um, the innocent lives that were just, uh, you can't even put into words on how horrific uh, some of the videos and things that have been coming out, uh, our thoughts and prayers, everything is with Uh, the people of Israel and the innocent lives in in Palestine. Uh, It's just sad to see all the innocent people who have nothing to do with the situation just being um, obliterated. obliterated. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we know it's, gosh, you can't say anything without getting in trouble nowadays. Mm -hmm. But what we can say and what we can firmly say is what happened was an atrocity. Mm -hmm. And I don't care if that gets hate. Uh, I mean, just vicious. And um, so, yeah, we, uh, I think it'd be, it's hard for us to come up here and just like, this is days after this will be posted on Tuesday, but this is just coming off days after what has happened. And so it's hard for me just to even act like that doesn't exist. And I, you see, you do see creators and people just like not talk about it because they don't want to get in trouble, Mm -hmm. uh, which is such a weird place to be in that speaking out against something that is vicious like this could get you into any type of trouble. But, uh, we're not worried about that. Um, we understand that we need to pray for all individuals yeah. on both sides. But yeah, as Christians, you yeah. know, we we just want justice. We want peace. We want God's plan to prevail. And yeah, we're just praying. And we've been kind of keeping up with everything. We have been researching a ton ourselves. And we've been to Israel. I've been twice. We, and so we've spoken with both sides, Palestinians as well as Israelis. And so yeah. it's a very, very complex issue. Um, and it's really sad. It's very, very sad. And we don't know what's going to come of this. So everyone stay prayed up, stay in the word of God. The word of God is a prophecy of things to come. And so none of this should be too surprising, which is kind of sad. Yeah. It's crazy. We were in Israel in May. Uh, we got to go to the Palestinian side. Uh, we got to go to a community just outside of Gaza, Mm -hmm. uh, where 15 people were, um, were killed. Uh, so it's just, it's so crazy. I think we have a deeper, um, just burden yeah. and sadness for, for what happened because we were just there. Yeah. We got to meet some of these people. And, um, and so 
maybe get off of social media for a little bit. Um, I think it's good to take in a lot of this information, but also to go back to the word, go back to prayer and realize that God is in control, is in control of all this. And this has been happening since the beginning of time Mm -hmm. or it's sad, but it is a part of life. It's, it's always been around. It always will be around. And all that you can do is stay close to your community. I love on your, I mean, if this is anything like, man, don't let a day go by. Don't let a day, don't take a day for granted with your family because the next minute you could wake up, it could all be gone. Mm, and so, um, sad. so yeah. yeah, let's so get into it. That we was just want to take a minute to acknowledge that and we acknowledge the heaviness in the world and um, we're praying and just believing that hopefully God's plan prevails. And, you know, if you have a voice, speak up and make a difference and donate to help families that have lost and are suffering. And yeah, so, all right. It's a weird transition, but... uh Let's get into it. Let's do it. Listen, guys, Janine and I have been married for six months, and the reason why it is a beautiful marriage, it's because of Thrive Market. Thrive Market, thank you so much for sponsoring this episode. We genuinely love you so much. Because of Thrive Market, we're able to save so much time through ordering all our grocery and household essentials through the app or website. Uh, Guys, it's just a huge stress relief. And you guys also know I have gut issues, like really, really, really bad. So finding you know food with top quality ingredients is super crucial for me. And Thrive Market not only does that, but they restrict a, over a thousand harmful ingredients like artificial flavors, high fructose corn syrup, and a lot more. And guys, when if you're parents and you have you need to find organic kid snack, they have low sugar alternatives and high protein essentials. Jenny and I are also training for our marathon, so it is so beneficial that we can find all of our protein options and snacks through Thrive Market. And guys, save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash healthy for 30% off your order, plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash healthy, thrivemarket.com slash healthy. Okay. (laughs) Well, for us, it is a Thursday and we have our iced coffee. Well, he has a diet root beer. beer. I am very tired. Um, And yeah, like I said, we went on Instagram and we were like, what do you guys want to hear? And it was just dating, dating, dating. So basically kind of what we want to talk about is like, okay, before you marry somebody, what are some things that you should be considering? Some real life factors that make or break a marriage. Some things like we're going through premarital right now. We actually just finished up this past Monday and we've done multiple. We did like two uh, premarital kind of things, essentially read the book. So what are some things that people should be looking for in a spouse? Man. Okay. Big question. I think, I think the better question is um, what are some things you're not seeing in your current relationship Mm -hmm. that you need to be seeing? Okay, but what about if she's single and she's looking for a okay. good man? You're talking about a single girl. Yeah, let's say she's single. and We can speak to the singles and we can speak to the girls that are dating. Okay, so we'll start with the singles. Yeah, and then we'll go to if you're dating or about to be engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're a single girl, uh, I think the first thing is, is his friendships. Honestly, mm-hmm. who, like, who you're, whatever you're, uh, the guy you're interested in, look at his friends. Uh, try to figure out who his friends are, what they're about, what they like to do on the weekends. You'll get a quick synopsis 
of is that the right word yeah. synopsis yeah that's good i use big words guys i like it <laughs> um you, you'll get a a really good synopsis of what his character is like what his personality is like mm-hmm. um and so and if and if honestly if he's friends with a bunch of uh you know what's um i would maybe make what? what a bunch of what you know what's what does that mean like a-holes oh <laughs> i was like who are you talking what who? Uh, d-bags okay um, got it i think uh I don't think it's black and white. I, I have some knucklehead friends, uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean my character is bad. Um, but at the same time, I think if it's all he's surrounded by, mm-hmm. it, it's a good representation. I think number two, um, I think uh, what does what, what's he about? What does he what does he do for a living? Um, I, I think that that does matter. It does matter to your goals and your values and your values. Let's mm-hmm. say you're a um, you know, let's say you're a nurse. And uh, you're uh, working nights, and uh, you're the guy you're interested in is uh, he's a nurse, and he's working nights. You know that does that does matter a little bit. Yeah, uh, you're never gonna see each other, really. <laughs> so I think you do, you do need to look at uh, you know what they do. Uh, does it align well with uh, your with lifestyle? W- your lifestyle, what the future you want. That doesn't mean try to find a guy who's rich, or it doesn't mean try to find a guy who's you know a pastor. Um, but finding a man who's passionate about what he's doing, um, or at least not passionate about it. He's a hard worker. He's diligent. Yeah. He's diligent. It's like, it's not what he loves, but he gets up every single morning and he's getting after it. Um, so I think those are like, before we get into like the godliness aspect, I think those are quick things that you can look at real quickly on if this is somebody who's eligible to, 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 yeah, I guess be with. Well, I, I think that's really good, baby. I think um, it's really important to see how he spends his time because that will show you his priorities. That will show you what he cares about and what he also values. And really, I think a lot of make or breaks in a relationship are your values. If your values do not align, at some point there's going to be a rift and you guys are going to struggle. Because, for example, like this is just an example of two different Christian values. Like one person may want to go live six months out of the year in India doing missions. And one person says, no, I believe that I value being a mom and being at home and homeschooling my children. Those people are going to rift because your values and goals are different. This, this is where you talk about, um, I said this on our Instagram story, uh, the most important part in your beginning stages of the relationship, it's so easy to do this because you love them. You, you don't see any problems with them mm-hmm. is you agree to stuff you don't really agree to. So example, he could be like, well, I, I think I want to spend four months out of the year in India and uh, doing missions work. And you're so in love. You think that's the most beautiful thing. And you're like, yes, babe, that, that's awesome. Like, yeah, I agree. I agree. It's amazing. And then you actually know deep, deep down. That's like not something you're super yeah. passionate about and you want to be a mom or you want to do this or that. Um, and you're going to grow bitter, bitterness towards him. Yep, resentment. resentment. And so it is, I probably did it with, I probably did it with her beginning in, in the relationship where I think everybody subtly does in the beginning. Yeah. Well, you just kind of, you don't want to scare the person off. So you yeah. just, you're just agreeable. You're like, yeah, that sounds amazing. When yeah. really you're like, Oh, that yeah. scares me. So getting the values on aligned. The, aligned is like super, super important. Yeah. And it's so true. Like if you are saying something just to appease the person down the road, 
you're going to regret that because suddenly you're having to compromise what your values or your goals or what you feel God has called you to because you're like, oh, I just wanted to make this person happy and, and get married. And the next thing you know, you're in a five-year marriage and he's like, we're going to India. And you're like, wait, you actually were serious about that. And he's like, yeah, I told you in dating and you said you were fine with it. And then you're like, but I don't want to do that. And so I know that's like a very dramatic example, but it could be small things too. And yeah. I would also try from a guy's perspective, I know you girls, I know you girls do it where you're interested in a guy and you want to tell everybody you want to, you want to find out every little detail about his past before you go on a date. And what you don't realize is that if there's a guy you're interested in and you are going and this guy's single and you're going to ask about him to girls who may have liked him in the past mm, or who been hurt by him or like past. him now, I mean, they're not going to tell you probably 100% accurate information about the guy because honestly, the only people who really probably know him fully is his best guy friends or just figuring out for yourself. Mm -hmm. So I think there is a balance to um, not trying to let other people's opinions of this guy skewer your decision making. And I think that's Skew, also yeah. another issue with community groups, especially in the Bible Belt area is uh is the their gossip circles and the sense of dating and everybody knows each other's opinion or business business in their yeah. past and so you have a lot of bitter people especially if the dating a guy breaks up with a girl and she's hurt and then you want to date this guy or something and then it gets like sticky so just be careful let the character of a guy reveal itself and mm -hmm. don't try to marry him in your mind you know mm -hmm. too really preemptively. yeah that's yeah. really good advice honestly really really good advice um, yeah, I think we're kind of derailing a little bit, but to kind of hone back, um, what we were saying is like, just like before you date this dude, obviously you're getting to know him and you can't know everything without time, of course. And so, you know, ask the guy or girl, whomever, but I think mainly the audience are women, um, like ask them like, Hey, what do your weekends look like? What do you do on a Sunday? What do your weeknights look like? Because that's very telling is he's like, yeah, I'm trying to be out with my boys at the sports club. I'm going to be a bottle blonde girls, boobies everywhere. Yeah, I don't think that's the dude you want to be with. You know what I mean? Like, his time is very revealing. I would ask him this question. Are you ready? Uh-oh, yeah. How often do you drink alcohol? Mm. Like, you'll be surprised. A lot of the dudes you're going out with are are close to alcoholics. Um, maybe not, but I do, I do think uh, you just see a lot of that in today's culture. There's a lot of drinking. Yep. And so um, maybe look at how much he's drinking. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and if you don't like alcohol, you know, that's probably something you might be signing up for. Mm -hmm. um, and that will give another good avenue to like maybe what his priorities are. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think also within the dating process, um, one thing I loved about Caleb is just was his intentionality. And I know this is such an overused term in dating and especially Christian dating, but it really matters. It's like, I don't want to go home and be like, is he going to call me? Is he going to text me? Did he like me? Was that a good date? That's, that's never fun for a girl to be in the land of the unknowns. And she's like, oh my gosh, is anything going to set off this bomb? And is he going to, is, is he, you know what I mean? Like don't make a girl feel like that. So after you go on the first date, second date, third date, like let him pursue, let him text you, let, let him say, Hey, I want to ask you out. I want to bring you on another date. Like immediately after our first date, Caleb was like, Hey, I want to take you out again. And I was like, Whoa, <laughs> give me a second. But well, I loved it. 
get ready girls. Cause if that happens to you, it's going to be a different type of feeling. So yeah. where you're used to the chase, you say you don't like the chase. You say you don't like going to bed at night. Um, wondering. confused and wondering. It's like, no, I think you kind of do sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes girls like the chase. And so when a guy's not doing that, um, they're like, what the heck? Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, be mindful of that. And yeah. Yeah. So. I think we've made a subconscious game in our minds of like the chase equals like fun and love. And it's like, no. Also when you're single and you're going on dates, bro, have fun. Like, yeah, have this. If you're supposed to get married, like we got to see each other the rest of our lives. Yeah. I am looking at your brown, beautiful eyes, the rest of your lives, the rest of my life. And, um, like, mm-hmm. dude, give me the dotted line. I will sign that letter of freaking the certification of marriage every day because I'm so excited. You should be excited. Yeah. And that's okay. It They might be godly. They might have all the right. They might serve in the right they capacities. They might check the list. But Bro, yeah. they might freaking hang out with Mother Teresa. They might. Yeah, they might know her. But that person doesn't make you smile. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I had a friend. She was like, she felt like she was forcing herself to like this guy. She was like, I can't tell if I'm dating him because I'm bored or I'm lonely or if I actually like like him. But then when she was like away from him, she wouldn't feel excited. And she was like, I just don't think I like him. And I'm like, and that's okay. Like, you don't have to like every dude you go on a date with. Sometimes you can go on a date and you can be like, that was fun, but I'm not that excited. Maybe give another shot, see how you feel. But like, I don't know. I mean, I remember on our our first date, second date, I was really excited. And so, yeah. Okay. So other things. Um, I think, well, like like you said, friendship, that's good. Check his alcoholism, apparently. (laughs) Uh, Community. But I really do think if you just sit back and you just watch what this person says, you'll get a lot of information from them. You don't have to do much. People's character, like I've always said it before on my podcast, is that people's character reveals itself. So if you go on the first, second, third date, wait to see, did they bring up their faith? Wait to see, did they bring up their family, their hobbies, their interests? Are they dropping F-bombs? Are they disrespecting the waiter? Like, you just got to observe. That's all you're doing is just watching. And people's character reveals that itself. Yeah. And if he's not, if he, if he's not very inquisitive and asking a lot of questions, and that's something that matters to you, um... Because the longer you're with somebody, we have to be intentional about still asking each other questions. Yeah, you yeah. run out of things to ask. Mm-hmm. But if he's in the beginning and he doesn't know how to freaking ask a question, I get maybe the first or second date he's nervous. Uh, but he's you're a week in, two weeks in, and he still hasn't asked what your sister's names are yeah. or your, you know, what your, your upbringing. Yeah, yeah, like that. But that that is just going to cause so much boring conversations and lack of depth yeah you're gonna be pulling teeth yeah and so look at that because ultimately life is a lot of it's just talking yeah and communicating yeah when when you boil it down to it like you get married you're not going on bachelor trips anymore you're not going on honeymoon vibes trips like you're cooking together you're cleaning in the kitchen you are doing the mundane as we've talked about so um yeah like can you guys laugh together do you enjoy the conversation together and I think that's also really fun. Okay, I'm going to give you an example. Yes. So what happens is a girl out there and a guy likes them, and um, but she doesn't like his hairline. And he what? doesn't have good hair. He's kind of short, but he's a godly dude. She kind of is attracted to him. Not really, uh, but this guy is interested in her. She kind of feels 
like she should go out with them because that's the right thing to do. Uh, what would you say to this girl? I mean, I'm all for giving it a chance unless you genuinely feel like there's absolutely no way in heck, or maybe, you know, something that you're like, no, or if you know, he's like a non-believer, but if you find a little bit of interest, you know, he's a godly man. People have recommended him. His character is good. I'm like, give it a shot. It's one date. It's just lunch. You're not marrying. You're not signing a covenant. And so to me, I'm like, yeah, go on the date. And then I always tell girls, I'm like, and pray that God would reveal this man's character. Pray that God would reveal who he is and change your attraction. I'm not saying date somebody or marry someone that you genuinely are like, oh, like if you're just not there with it. But I, I have totally, I totally agree. And I've seen this happen in many relationships where attraction has grown so much the more they spend time the more they hang out the more they they see each other's character like jack and riley is a good prime example of our good friends where she rejected him twice in the beginning and then the lord literally changed her heart so anything can happen but as long as you're seeking god and you're like god show me is this the person you want i think he's gonna do it what would you say uh, first of all i think that's really good thank you what about the girl that uh, a guy's interested he has kind of a bad past not the greatest reputation, but he seems to have turned things around mm. and uh, she's interested in him, uh, but she knows deep down that she would get a lot of flack. From flack her, from whom? Her community or people. I mean, again, you got nothing to prove to anybody. You got no one to please. And ultimately, I think what matters is that you remember the gospel. And if this man remembers the gospel, and I would say, obviously, if he's like a new convert to Christianity or if he's just getting healthier, he's still overcoming an addiction. I would say, yeah, wait and maybe give it some time. Like, let him at least be healthy for like six to, six months to a year. But like, if he's been great and he's been like walking on the straight path with the Lord, he's been serving again. Like, if friends around him are like, no, he's turned a new leaf give him a chance like I would never want someone to do that to me yeah. to be like oh did you know this about her and then all of his friends are like dude have you heard about that like that would make me feel like the scum of the earth so I don't think we should do that to other people <laughs> okay so what would you say to the girl who is she's beautiful she loves the Lord um, but no guy will ask her out and she is getting closer into her 30s, or maybe she's 22 or 23, but still no guys will ask her out. And um, she's just confused. She's thinking about maybe starting to download a dating app just so she can start going on some dates. Um, what, what kind of advice would you give, would you give her? Oh, wow. Um, that's a big loaded question for a different podcast. Uh, I've made episodes about this, but I do think... It's such an understandable feeling because I know a lot of women in my life that have felt that way. I've felt that way. I remember getting broken up at 28 and being like, oh, okay, I'm going to be 35 when I get married. Uh, thank you, Lord, for Caleb coming in. And so the feeling is very valid and real, and I empathize with you. Um, but I just feel like, again, I've said this so, so many times that you've just got to continue to use the time that you have now well, because you're not going to get it back, Lord willing. I recently heard this analogy, and I thought it was so beautiful, that oftentimes women are like pearls, and you are made in this oyster, and you're hidden for a season, and you might be in this preparation season, or you're create the oysters creating the pearl or God's creating you into being this woman of God until the time is ready. And so, you know, you might be protected right now. You might be hidden right now and God's waiting to reveal you to the right person. But to me, it's just like, it's not worth settling. It's not worth 
you know, squandering the time because you're lonely or bored or you're angry or frustrated. I'm just like, I always say, I'm like, how can you use your time well? Whether that's serving your church or community, your family or social media, who do you want to be when somebody finds you? Do you, do you want them to say, okay, you were just waiting around for me or, oh, this woman has been so busy serving her people, serving God. And I just feel like there's so many beneficial things you can do in this time and don't lose hope. I've I've seen so many amazing redemptive stories of women that are 40 who found their dream man. And they say, I would do this all over again if it meant to this exact same end story. And so I don't know your timeline. I don't know what that's going to look like, but I know that God does. And that's what matters is God knows your story. God knows your timeline and no time is wasted. All this time can be used for good if you let it. And you're not invaluable. You're not less than because you're maybe getting married at a later age. Um, And don't let anybody make you feel like that. Nobody should make you feel like that. All right. All righty. Well, I think we spoke enough about the singles. Let's get to the the people who are in relationships. And if you are single, don't stop listening because this will apply. I think it all applies. I think this will apply when you do get into a relationship. Yeah. So. I think, okay, one thing that I will, I do want to touch upon is that I see a lot of believers dating non-believers. And I know this is a hot take. I've, I have people DM me all the time. What do I do? I'm a Christian. He's not, or he just became a Christian. What would you say, babe, to the woman that's dating a non-believer? Uh, um, that was a deep sigh. <laughs> yeah, I just, you, you are, do I think you're going to hell? First of all, if you marry a non-believer, no, I don't think you're going to hell. Do I think that you can maybe be happy in a non-believing relationship? Maybe. Yeah. Do I think that um, he could be a good father and not be a a Christian? Maybe. Um, But we have to define what marriage is. Marriage is between a man and a woman and God has created it. And if he doesn't, Accept the fact that this is a covenant between uh, you and him, and that this is something bigger than just two people signing a legal document. That this is spiritual. That this is to fight off the enemy. That this is to build kingdom believers, children, and children's children's generations mm-hmm. of disciples. Um, what are you doing? Don't get married. Um, because what you're doing is you're just living. You're not really, it, it, there's really no point to get married if he is a non-believer because you're not going to be able to take part in the other worldly things that the God has for your marriage because you can only go as far as your husband and he can only go as far as his wife. Mm-hmm. And so like it is to be equally yoked, he will lead you apart from the Lord, whether you like it or not, you will see yourself. You've probably already seen yourself. It started off in the beginning. You had this spirit about you. You had this spirit, this zeal for the Lord. And one by one by one, your, your playmates have changed. Your weekends have changed. The amount of how much you drink changes, what you watch changes. I read the Bible, how you speak changes. Mm -hmm. Um, how you communicate, the way you abandoned your family changed. Yeah. Um, the way you told people and got mad at you because you felt like they were judging you, but they just loved you. That that came into the picture. And so I believe you are just picking a very 
tough road if you believe in you what you say you, you believe in. If yeah. you don't really believe in God, then marry a non-believer. I don't really that doesn't really matter to me. But if you are a believer and you marry somebody who's not, it's just confusing. Yeah. And it's it's hard. I'm sure that you want your children to have this foundation of a godly man who can walk into that biblical masculinity that God calls us to walk into. Or just biblical leadership that God calls you guys yeah, into. Yeah, I guess masculinity might not be the right word. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I just think that you're picking a, a tough road. If you're okay with compromising. Yeah, but it's hard. I get it. I get I'm it, yeah. empathetic to the idea that he might be amazing. And or you love him. You love him a lot. Or maybe you've had sex and you're emotionally attached to him. Mm-hmm. Um, all those things I'm so empathetic to. I'm not, listen, I'm not even saying you have to break up. I'm saying just get in the word. Like, you know what the Bible says. We know what we're supposed to do as believers. Um, but just rationally speaking, uh, it's the same reason why you should get on the same page about politics you should probably get in the same page about all these things because the way you want to raise your kids and the way you want your thanksgiving to be yeah matters that's so true that's so good babe and the bible does say in second corinthians six fourteen, do not be yoked together with unbelievers for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common or what fellowship can light have with darkness and i know that sounds very mean and very aggressive and basically what that's saying is like what commonality will you have with a non-believer? Because you guys want to do life differently. Your views are different. Your your faiths are different. You the way what what you think what's gonna happen to you once you die is different. And I have just seen so many people in my life compromise on this. And they are not the same person. The person I knew in high school, the person I knew in college, the the family member, whatever, like they are not the same person because you are the close, you are the sum of your five closest people. And you're spending every waking moment with this person. If Caleb was not a Christian, I would not be the person I am today. You, you would see me completely compromised, change my verbiage, like everything I do, and it's just not worth it. Yeah. Like it's just, it's heartbreaking because people that I once knew that were on fire for the Lord, on fire for missions, on fire for the Bible, I've seen them compromise. They're, they're drinking way more. The things they're posting, the things that they believe, I'm just like, I don't know if that's God's best. I just don't know if that's God honoring. And again, I don't want to condemn a non-believer because as Christians, we can't judge non-Christians because they don't know what we know. But what's hard is if you know what you know and you still choose to disobey you still choose to maybe not do what god is saying hey this is what's best please you know listen to this because you're it's a it's a very uphill battle it's like that classic chair analogy of you know you're on the chair and your person's on the floor and you're trying to pull them up how much harder is it to try to pull the person up onto the chair versus for them to pull you down off the chair a lot easier. And especially for women, we're very influenced by men, especially when you're having sex with them. There is a godly leadership that is placed on them. So when they are leading you somewhere, but where are they leading you? What are they leading you to? To the bedroom? Or are they leading you to holiness? Holiness, And that's what you've got to determine is like, does this man make me holy or does he just make me horny? <laughs> that was a, that was a that weird bar. That was <laughs> a bar. Holy or horny. How about both? Yeah. Come on. But you can be horny in marriage. I'm just saying, duh, we know that. But in, you know, it's just, you got to be careful because this person 
as women, I've seen it happen to me. I remember being influenced by a guy because I, I was weak and I wasn't strong in my faith. I promise you, you want to be with a guy who is at the gym and you know that he believes in what he says he believes in so much that when he's faced with temptation, a lot of booty cheeks, when he is like, it's not just I, like, I, I don't want to say I just don't do this because of God. Cause a lot of it is just like it within me, but it does when I'm called to treat you the way God calls me to treat you. It's just, that just makes it better. Yeah. And it makes it, it makes it easier for a man to go, you know what? No, this is the way the Lord calls me to be patient, slow to speak. Mm-hmm. It calls me to, it, sa- it says, husbands, uh, your prayers will be hindered if you do not love your wife or if you do not treat her with respect, like your prayers will be hindered. And so knowing that just is going to create a better foundation for how he treats you and how he treats your family and your kids and honoring your mother and all the things. And so I could go on for hours. Yeah. Um, it's a greater responsibility, you yeah. know? And I mean, ultimately if you boil it down to just love, you know, God is love. And so if this person is not finding the source of love from the true source of love, they're not going to know how to fully love you because they aren't seeking love and getting their fulfillment, their cup filled from the creator of the universe that created love. God is love. I don't think Caleb would fully know how to love me and honor me and protect me and be the man of God that he has been called to be if he's not in the word, if he's not surrounding himself with other godly men. And so, I mean, I could go on and on, but like ultimately if you want true, true love, you read 1 Corinthians 13 and you find a man that believes in 1 Corinthians 13. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not boast. Love is not envious. It's not evil. It does not hold uh, hold um, wrongs towards them. But so I'll, I'll end it with this. Um, if he's a new Christian, that's okay. That is totally okay. If he is and he has a heart for wanting to know more and maybe he's not all there yet in the sense of he doesn't know all the theology to the Old Testament and things that maybe are, you know, don't matter as much or, or whatever, uh, you know a man's heart. And if he if he's a man that's, you know, he's not, you know, what you're used to seeing and he's not been serving for 10 years, he doesn't know the verbiage because mm-hmm. that's okay. Because what I'll say is a lot of guys know the verbiage and a lot of guys know how to talk the talk. Yep. You know who I'm talking about. They, 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 they can they play say the game. They can say the right scriptures at the right time and, and all the things. Um, you'd rather be with somebody who's real and honest about where they're at than somebody who can just talk the talk. Because we all can fake it. Yeah. And so I'll leave it at that. That's really good, babe. If he is a new believer, you ultimately want him to have someone else mentoring him and leading him, another godly man. That is not your sole purpose. Because as women, we're fixers, we're helpers. We're like, I can get him there. I can do it. And I implore you and I encourage you, but that is not your sole responsibility. You can help him, but ultimately he's got to figure it out. He's got to be around godly men. He's got to explore this and believe it and know it to be true, still apart from you. Because if you break up, would he still be seeking the Lord? Would he still be chasing God apart from you? Because again, same thing what we said in the beginning. You can agree with whatever you want to agree with just to get the girl, get to the bed, get to the you know the wedding day. But you've got to know what would you do apart from me? Who are you apart from me? Because when Caleb and I had that two-week two little breakup, I was like, I want to know who you are apart from me. And 
you were you were great. You're still a great guy. You didn't change much. You didn't gossip about me. You didn't slander me. You went to work even harder. You worked out harder. You were still an incredible man. And that spoke volumes to me. So good job. Thank you. I think what we should talk about is when you when you should get married. Like when do How to you, prepare? Like when no, when do you know you guys are like ready oh, that's to good. like take the next step? You've been dating for nine months or you've been dating for a year and a half or two years or four years, hopefully not. Um, <laughs> when is it ready for uh, Mr. Mr. Jo- Wright? Mr. John Smith to propose to Emily Brown. Good names. Those are great <laughs> Caucasian names. Yeah. Okay. So that's a great way to transition. This is why he's my co-host, everybody. Say you've been dating this dude for a year. I personally am on the side of at least date around a year. I don't think six months is that wise in my opinion, Uh -uh. but I can't speak for everybody. I've seen many relationships where it's worked. Personally, we got engaged at 11 months. We were like, okay, we don't need another month. We're fine. But like at least date around that year mark. So I think it's like the time when you're both like, okay, I like you. You like me. I'm not sick of you. They don't annoy me. I mean, sometimes they're going to annoy you. Like you enjoy each other's company. You've talked about the things you've talked about your past. You've talked about family. You've talked about, okay, do we want to have kids? Where would we want to move? What's our faith look like? Like you want to go through a list of things, of, of things you want. What am I saying? You want to go through a list of things that are going to affect your future and your children. And what are some of those things, babe? Finances. Finances. Family. Um, how much debt he has. I don't think you really know somebody. Like really, really know somebody until you're like six months ish in mm-hmm. and you've got like I'm not this doesn't have to be black and white but like if you haven't had one fight where you were driving home and you were like man this is not only hard but I don't know that we're gonna make it yeah. and I feel like you should go through something like that there yeah. should be some adversity because there will be adversity and engagement we had one of our worst fights in engagement in our entire relationship um, yeah, but we knew we weren't going to break up, but it was a, it was a hard conversation. Mm-hmm. It was a, uh, it wasn't crazy, but it was just a hard conversation and you need to be able to know how to weather those storms. So when you go through something like that and engagement, you're not going to get spooked and, you know, cut everything off. Yeah. And so I think what I would do is I would write down the tough things you've been through together Yeah. and like formulate a basically a presentation to each other of why you think you both are ready and why he is ready. That's um, good. And then what you should do is who, if you're a girl, what I would do if I were you, I would think who is the godliest man that I know who is either a father or who is an uncle or who is a grandpa or who is, I'm not talking about your guy, best friend. So don't hear me at that, but the godliest man that you know, maybe he's a pastor and I would go to him and say, Hey, from what you know about John, do you think, do you, what about his character? Do you think this is somebody so that uh, I could marry and go to somebody who knows him, knows him well and see what they say. And you might not, this is why this is scary. Mm. It's because you might not like what they have to say. Yeah. And, or you might love it. And that will just give you another good idea whether other people, not just you because you're biased and you love him. Yes. Um, That's so good. Because if he's like, hey, Sarah, you know, John actually, from what I've seen is is um, he's a little emotionally abusive towards you. 
or he drinks too much or he um, hasn't had a job in two years or whatever that thing is, uh, you might be able to have somebody take your blinders off uh, because I promise you, you don't want to be in a situation where we've seen it so many times where so many men are abusive. Um, you're married. I, I want to say this without scaring you, but you're marrying someone twice as big as you, twice as strong as you, words that hurt more. And that is something that should be really, really taken seriously. Yeah. And men get angry. Men get upset. Men get violent. And yeah. And so really, really take a harder look at that because I think we don't talk about that enough mm-hmm. about how actually like the domestic violence world within Christian men is pretty astonishing because what you have is a lot of self-righteous men. Well, I'm the man and you're going to do as I say. You're going to submit to me. Maybe they're not physically abusive, but they're spiritually abusive and they're emotionally abusive. Mm -hmm. Um, And get, listen, I think you can love somebody and then be all those things. You just hate those, but those things you can't marry that, mm-hmm. you know. So God, that's so good, babe. Seriously, such a good point. Community, mentorship matters because when we were both dating, we both called so many people. I called three mentors and was like, speak into this, speak into my fears, speak into this. Like, what do you think about this? We, I had them meet him. We sat on their she couch. Put me through. <laughs> she put I, me through hundreds of conversations. I did because I was so scared. I was like, God, I don't want to make the wrong choice. And I didn't want to have my blinders because obviously I was like, yeah, he's good looking. He's a fine piece of whatever, but I did not want to have my blinders up. And so Can what? I something? Yes. So I don't know if you know who Jenny Allen is, is one of, Jay's close uh, mentor friends and it was scary <laughs> it was scary that it was like hey Caleb I want you to sit on a couch in front of this person me and my husband and her husband but this I'd had to do this with many people mm-hmm. and there was a part of me that like didn't want to at times because I was afraid of of uh, them not liking me uh, but then I had a second to be like you know what I don't have anything to hide. I, yeah. there's nothing, I know my heart, I know my character. So if you're trying to do the same to him and he's blowing you off, that's not a big deal. I don't need, I don't yeah. need to, I don't need my, to prove myself to anybody. I don't need their opinion. He's yeah. hiding something uh, Yeah, and he's prideful. And if he has nothing to hide, he'll speak to anybody about his love for you and that character will show. And so that's awesome. High yeah. five. That's such a good point. Yeah, I think that was my favorite thing was like, Caleb has nothing to hide. So I could bring him to my mentors, my parents, my siblings. And I was like, this is who he is. And he was like, I'm proud of who I am. So that's why it's never wise to date in isolation because you just can't make good decisions in isolation. We just don't make good decisions. And so I think always dating within community, within mentors is so beneficial. Sorry, I can't keep interrupting you. I just keep having all this. Like, I know I'm not done yet, but go ahead. I'm so sorry. Um that doesn't mean your your closest girlfriends who are bitterly single. That doesn't mean mm. that doesn't mean your close guy friends. That doesn't mean we're talking about mentorship. We're talking about pe- older people in your life that aren't biased and are married and are married and have successful, healthy marriages that you admire. This doesn't mean seeking the approval of your toxic best friend. Yeah, so I just wanted to say that's that. so. That's really a good yeah. point because. You know, they'll maybe deep down inside be like, oh, I just want her to be single with me too. I don't want her to get married. And so they'll be like, um, 
well, I don't know. I saw him do this the other day, and you're like, that's not even that big of a deal. And then to them, that might be a big deal because they want you to be single with them. That's a really good point. But, I mean, of course, you want to bring them around your friends and see what they think. Like, I immediately right off the bat, he met Maddie, and Maddie was like, immediately, Jay, he's one of my favorites. I love him. He's so great. I, like, Maddie was just raving about him. All my friends just, like, loved you. So that was just, like, amazing. You just want a God-fearing man, a man that fears the Lord. And when I say fears, doesn't mean he's like, oh my God, I'm so scared of God. It means he, he has reverence and honor for God and God's words, because that's how he's going to lead you. Well, is when he is first submitted to Christ, because I'm not going to submit to you or want to follow your leadership. If you're not first being led by the Lord, it's just true. And so, um, you want to just check this man's actions, his time, how he spends his money, his words, like, what do you know what he's doing when you aren't looking? Because if I can't trust you with your phone and your computer, oh, we haven't talked about that integrity when I'm not around. If I know like, oh, he's laundering money or he's looking at porn or he's secretly on the dating apps like I, I, what? Like I full confidence can be like, all right, bye, because I trust you and you can shut the door and I know what you're doing behind closed doors. You're scrolling on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if um Man, the pornography thing is rough. It's a rough one. And I'm not trying to instill fear. I'm going to look directly in the camera. I think it's like 90 plus percent of men in the church. I might be getting this wrong, but a good percentage of men in the church are fully addicted to pornography. And there's a good chance that your man is going through that. Or has. Or has. And let me tell you, there is so much healing there's so much grace and but if he's hiding it there's no way eventually it doesn't come out Mm -hmm. and then when it does come out it's going to be a lot harder than just bringing it to the surface so if you're in a position where you might think this about your significant other and he's showing tendencies of man, that's a little weird. I think he might be, I promise you, you don't want to avoid that question. You want to bring it to the surface. It doesn't mean, I guess you, I I personally couldn't do it. It doesn't mean you break up, but it does mean you have to take a harder look at your relationship Mm -hmm. and get healing because I promise you when you're nine months pregnant and you walk in and he's watching pornography, which will happen until it happens, it's just... Right. Get it out in the air sooner than later. And um, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's sad. Yeah. It sucks. I have so many thoughts because we have talked about pornography quite a bit, but it's just really what it boils down to is either a less problem or a lack of self-control because, you know, say you are in marriage and you're pregnant and you're like, I can't have sex or you've had the baby and you can't have sex for six weeks. Can this man still have self-control? Is he going to go run to his phone in the bathroom and you're over there breastfeeding your child and he's over there looking at P-O-R-N and it's like, that would break my heart. I'm like, I just delivered your baby and you can't, you know, deny your flesh for six weeks. Like, that's why this matters. It's not just like we're trying to be the suppressive. It matters because it's cheating. The Bible says if you look at another woman, even in, or you even think about her, like you've already committed adultery in your heart. And so and it's a bigger issue than just like, oh, watching porn, you know? Well, and it's more addictive than Coke. 
it, I believe it's has a bigger addiction. I think it's like just as addicting to any type of drug that you can take. And so there, there needs to be time. It can't just, Oh, I'm porn free for a week or two weeks. Yeah. It's like, no, they need to, um, have constant accountability. Yeah. I have, I don't watch pornography and it's not something I actually, it's not something I struggle with, Thank but, God. <laughs> but I'm not above it. There's, I am one step away from the worst mistake of my life. One step. And so I still have guys to this day who can randomly ask me. I've told her, you can go through my phone. Not It's not because she doesn't trust me, but you have full access to see, to do whatever you want to do on my phone because I have nothing to hide. And okay. it's transparency and it's vulnerable. Um and if a man is unwilling to do that, now I get if you're in the beginning part of dating, you don't want your two-month girlfriend going through your phone because that's just weird. Mm-hmm. But if you're about to get married and you still don't know the passcode to his phone. Well, that'll sus. Okay, that's actually such a good point. I was literally right about to say that because we were talking about transparency and I was saying like you should be able to um, go through each other's stuff. Right now I'm not letting Caleb because I have my wedding dress and stuff on my phone, but he could if he wanted to. And I was just reading um, something on my Geneva chat and uh, someone posted this anonymously. And this girl said she just got married and it turns out she like found on her husband's phone that he's been texting his ex-girlfriend the entire relationship. And it's like ish like that, that I'm like, a, you got to freaking know that you know that you know that he or she is over their ex. They have no attachment. They could block them if they needed to. They've removed them from Instagram. There is no communication. And that you could go through that phone and you could see and everything is on the table. Living in the light and living transparent is the best, healthiest relationship. It's not controlling. It is actually very, very freeing. And it's like the classic line of like when parents say to their kids, hey, the more that you live in the light and that we can trust you, the more freedoms you will have. It's the same way with God. If you honor the freedoms I've given you, the more freedoms you'll have. And it's not like we want to control each other. Like that's not what we're trying to do. It's not tit for tat. But I can trust him because I know at any point he could look through my phone. I could look through his phone, whatever. And I don't want to get in marriage. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, you were texting your ex-girlfriend this entire time? Like, my heart goes out to that girl because now she's in a covenant. She's married to this man. That's why in engagement and dating, you've got to do your due diligence of knowing this person, finding out everything, put everything on the table, ask every hard question. We went through a book called 101 Questions to Ask Before Getting Engaged by Norman Wright. Highly recommend, premarital, recommend, mentorships, parents, friends, ask the hard questions questions you have to put everything on the table because you don't want to get a marriage and being like dang i wish i did that more yeah and you're not going to regret it because up for those that don't do mentorship they don't read the books they don't do premarital it's because deep down you're afraid to lose that person mm-hmm. deep down you're afraid to expose something that you don't want to expose and that is a testament to the relationship is only as strong as um, as its worst fight. Maybe that or it's, makes sense. I don't or, think that. Or it's sense, just but. prolonging the pain. Yeah. Inevitably, the pain is going to surface at some point. Yeah. So do yourself the service to yourself. Honor yourself and end it now or break up with the person now because 
you'd rather be lonely and then happy versus being married and very unhappy because you've married the wrong person because you were like, I just want to be married. It is not worth it. You are signing up the rest of your life. This is your children, your children's children. What generational things are they bringing in that are you guys going to break those together or is he going to amplify those and create children that are also amplifying that generational curse? So it's not just you. Marriage is not just about you, which is why when you read Gary Thomas's book, The Sacred Marriage, The Sacred Search, and you read Tim Keller, um, The Meaning of Marriage, you realize, oh, marriage is actually way more than just, oh, let's have sex and, you know, live together. Yay, it's cute. Like, marriage is more than that. Like, that, we see this as a responsibility. Yes. That's all it is. What do you mean? <laughs> <I'm> just <joking. laughs> If he's a good man and he loves the Lord and he has a good character, go marry him. And he loves you. And he treats you. You don't well. have to date for two years. You don't have to date for three years. Um, if your dad loves him and your dad's a good godly man and uh, you trust his uh, opinion, go do it. You don't need to find Jesus Christ. You can't find Jesus Christ. You yeah. probably can't even find, you know. Abraham? Yeah, Abraham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, and don't, don't try to date somebody who is like your favorite person to follow on social media or, or whatever. Date somebody who you can genuinely genuinely know you can spend the rest of your life with. Um, so date yeah. your best friend. Date someone you have fun with that treats you right, that surprises you, that romances you, that you laugh That's the with. Big one. That's the big one. You know, like it's not it shouldn't be that hard. Like don't have to don't force yourself into liking somebody or marrying somebody or because you feel pressure. Maybe you've already had sex with them. That doesn't matter. That doesn't mean you have to marry the person. Um, you know, marry somebody that wants to do the fun little things with you, but also wants to do the big things with you. They want to travel the world with you. And that you wants can to watch raise Netflix. Watches Netflix with you, but also like wants to raise godly children with you. And like we're saying, like answer those hard questions, go through the books, talk about your values. If you're a girl and your boyfriend sends you has bula memes, I mean you I promise you have the right guy. Unbelievable. You have the right guy. If he's sending you good TikToks and he is making you laugh, okay? <laughs> okay. He, that that's a good man. That's a good if man. If your Savannah. man does not know who Hasbulla is, we need to talk. I'm telling you, you it's a hard relationship you're going to be in. <laughs> I promise. If your husband does not know who Beetlejuice is, I promise you. I promise it's going to it's going to be it's going to be difficult. You're talking if, like a pastor. Hang on, I'm not done. If if you get down to the deepness of your relationship and your boyfriend does not know who Theo Vaughn is. Okay, relax. It's going to be tough. Y'all, he's being sarcastic for the, those who don't know his humor. Right now. He's go, very passionate about te this. Text your boyfriend right now or husband and say, list the three. Do you know Beetlejuice? How, no, say this. Instead of the Roman Empire thing, you should say, how often do you think about Hasbula, Beetlejuice, and Theo Vaughn? That's the new question. <laughs> this is Caleb's new uh, That's the new question. TikTok. How often do you think about Hasbula? Come on. <laughs> he thinks about him every single day. <laughs> I think about that. that um, He's so passionate That's my it. guy. Yeah, he sends me memes all the time. He actually got me to like Hasbula. It's kind of funny. <laughs> um, okay, really fast. Breaking up. When should you break up? Because I thought we've been talking about that this Hold on, time. hold on. I think you should break up when you feel an absolute disruption of peace. 
If you cannot go to sleep, you're tossing, you're turning, you're just like, man, God, something feels off in my spirit. My friends are telling me, people are warning me, my mentors, my parents, like, you know, in your heart of hearts that this would not be a good idea. You've got to break up. You've got to stop delaying the inevitable, like I said. And I mean, obviously this man is showing outright toxic behavior, gaslighting, belittling, abuse, any sort of de- abuse, domestic abuse. I'm Bobby. <laughs> he's filming me on Instagram. I'm serious. Like abuse matters. If he's controlling you or he's trying to limit your freedoms or tell you, you can't do this. Now it depends if he's looking out for you and he cares versus being controlling. That's a different thing. But like, just look for the red flags. There's so many signs of red flags. There's many podcasts out there about red flags. Look for Christian ones, Christian yeah. podcasts that talk about this because everything is labeled as a red flag nowadays. There are Christian red flags too. Yeah. Like you don't want to be with somebody abuse. who's too legalistic or, you know. Or uses the Bible against you to get you to do sin or compromise. Yeah. But I feel like typically when people come to me and they're like, should I break up with this person? I'm kind of like... Yeah. You probably should because you're already sitting there questioning it and wondering. And I get it. Every question has to go or every relationship has to go through the wrestle. Like, okay, is this the person I want to spend the rest of my life with? I know every couple I went, I talked to has gone through this because it's the reality. You have to sit and say, do I want to spend the rest of my life with this person? Do we agree on X and Y and Z? And you got to go through the list of the things that matter to you and your family and your values and what you want in children you got to go through the list. I don't, I don't know the list for you, but you've got to kind of do the work and say, what matters to me? What do I need in a partner? Does this person fit that? Now, whenever I talk about this, I always say, don't only look at the superficial things. We're not looking, we're not talking about hair color, bank account, degrees. We're, we're talking about character. The C's de- get degrees, guys. Come C's on. C's get degrees. I didn't get C's though. Mm. Did you? No, but you know. I think I got one C in college. I didn't get one C. Because I didn't go. You got multiple? (laughs) (laughs) No, you did go to college for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you are. All you have to do is you pray and you seek God's will and you say, God, show me, is this the person? And if you are surrendered, he will show you. And I promise you, if you just say, God, I'm open-handed and whether you're single, God, I'm open-handed. I'm waiting expectantly, but I'm waiting open-handedly for the person. If you're in the relationship, I'm surrendered to this relationship. If you do not want me to be with this person, take it away. It's a bold prayer, but God does it a lot. Just stay surrendered to God. I promise you, he'll show you. If your vacations suck with your family when you take him on your trips because he's just annoying and they can't stand him, I'm seeing that more and more in people that I know is that there is a situation where the family does not like the significant other. Um, That matters too. So if you trust your family and they have good discernment, um, really think about your family. Think about your family's wants, what your family's desires are. Yes. Because at the end of the day, all you have really is your family. Is your family. And all your family really has is you. <laughs> and so when it gets hard, you have to remember that Jesus crossed the banks of the Jordan River. <laughs> And his cousin John was in that river. I can't take you serious. And when Jesus Christ, he put his foot down into that river. 
And as he put his foot down, he said, I'm getting ready to start my mission. Is this accurate? And when John baptized him in water, and he came out of that water, the river didn't stop and the Red Sea wasn't parted. But rather the heavens opened up. And from heaven, a voice came down saying, this is my son and who I am well pleased. And nobody knew was in that moment, Jesus was proclaiming that he has come to fulfill his mission. And his mission is that every knee will bow and every tongue mm. will confess mm-hmm. that Jesus, that he is Lord mm-hmm. and the son of God. And if your boyfriend does not believe in the commandments of that, it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. Wow. <laughs> So hey, it was the voice I, I inflections gotta, for I, me. I, I gotta give a shout. That, that was such a I just stole room. that sermon clip from um, Rich Wilkerson. Rich Wilkerson. Wil- Wilkerson. <laughs> you okay? That, that's a hard word. Rich Wilkerson. Rich Wilkerson Jr. at a Voo Church in Miami. He spoke in New York, and I caught a video of him saying that, and I just like memorized it. I don't know. Yeah, I was like, where is this coming that from? Just came out of my brain. You were speaking like a pastor right then and there. That was amazing. Yeah, he did the whole inflections thing. That was good. That was funny. Thank you. Good idea, baby. You're funny. (laughs) This is why I bring him on, you guys. He brings the humor. I just bring the heat. Let's go. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, well, we We hope hope that was a blessing. We hope we just didn't ruin your relationship. Yeah, we're sorry. But maybe we did, and that's a good thing because it's a blessing in disguise. Or now you just know what... You already have what you know, what you know. Yeah. And maybe you're with this guy and you're like, yeah, no, this is my man's. I am marrying my man's. Then that's awesome. That is what we want for you. We want you guys to be in happy, healthy, and holy relationships. Not horny. Well, when you're married, you can be horny. Yeah. That's going to be a sound bit. We can't wait to get married because then we can. Baby. uh, No. no. (laughs) I was going to say we can't wait till we get married because then we can speak on you know, other issues within relationships. There ain't going to be no issues. What do you mean? That's right. Ain't yeah, no that's issues. what I said. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for watching, viewing, and subscribing to our podcast. podcast. And I just wanted to say we are one month away from getting married. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to marry my bestest little friend. Wind. And uh, it's going to be crazy. We, again, are so thankful for our little community. Go follow Janine and Caleb on Instagram. Oh, yes. We made a conjoined Instagram called Janine and Caleb. Mm -hmm. Just search search that. We're posting unfiltered and unesthetic content on there. Mm -hmm. And you guys... We will also be doing a podcast once we get married, we get back from our honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be talking about our wedding and what we liked about the wedding, any thoughts. It'll probably have to be like an hour and a half episode yeah. because it's going to be crazy. crazy. We're going to be married, Janine and Caleb Ward. You know what our songs? Never mind. No, we can't I talk can't about it. it. He always gives, right. he tries to give away all no, of no, our no, secrets. No, 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 no. I was thinking of it. It was going to be inappropriate. But anyway. Also. We have some very, very exciting things coming out in March. And so we just want you guys to stay tuned for that. He's taking a selfie right now. We want you guys just to be excited for that. Of course, we'll let you guys know. 
closer to the date, but some exciting things on the horizon. We oh, pray this big. episode was a blessing. If it was, please reshare, tag us, leave a good review. If you've enjoyed this, comment below. Um, I hope we didn't miss anything. We definitely did. We and definitely also, did. Don't, we didn't talk about boundaries. Well, guys, we're not Bible. Like, yeah. we po- this is our opinions, some biblical truth to it, but ultimately a lot of it is our opinions. So take everything with a grain of salt, please, yeah. please, 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 please. Don't oh, take us out of context. And a great, great book I recommend to read is Outdated by JP or Jonathan Pakluda, and then Single, Dating, Engaged, Married by Ben Stewart. Both incredible books. Check those out. And then Maddie's book too. Maddie's book, The Love You're Looking For. Yes, that's actually a really good book because that also does boil it down to like, yo, you've got to find love first in Jesus, satisfaction first in Jesus before you find another person. And then Hasbula, don't forget about that. Beetle don't forget Juice, Hasbula. Theo Vaughn. Theo Vaughn is a little inappropriate, so is Beetlejuice. So. Yeah, why are we promoting him? You know. Okay, we got to go. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) this is getting messy we love you guys thanks for watching today's episode of happy and healthy until then stay happy and healthy it's all I ever wanted all I ever wanted bye 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 bye